The Science Weekly, an industry pundit podcast about the tech and innovation of the 21st century. An open discussion between industry experts to uncover how emerging technologies can help solve current societal issues. Hi, oh, Hi. welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having us in your offices at Digital Europe in Brussels. Um, we have Georgia Morgia with us. Um, can you please tell us a bit about what you do and your work here at Digital Europe? Yes, uh, so I joined Digital Europe uh, nine months ago um, in the sustainability team. We work uh, on many different topics, uh, including uh, eco-design, chemicals, uh, waste. Uh, it's a bunch of different uh, and very interesting topics. Nice. And how does the digital sector help? enable uh, in green transition? So uh, the digital sector is a fundamental enabler of the green transition, a key area where our industries uh, support the greening uh, of the economy uh, is reducing CO2 emissions. Digital technologies have an essential role um, in this field. Um, We support uh, broader climate actions uh, in, um, I can give you three examples, uh, like smart sensors to um, generate data on uh, air quality, temperature and soil, um, the satellites that uh, take images of deforestations, changes in the, in the sea level, in pollution and much more, um, and of course artificial intelligence, uh, which uh, as you can imagine facilitate uh, the collection, the processing, uh, and analysis of a large data set, um, which in turn allows for more sustainable decisions. Uh, think about the port of Rotterdam, the largest in Europe, uh, which uses artificial intelligence uh, to um, optimize routes and docking of ships. Um, I can also mention that studies have found that by 2030, Uh, Digital technologies have the potential to help uh, other sectors to save uh, 20% of global CO2 emissions. Um, This is why it is so important to look at the uh, green and um, digital action together. And, um, you know, ICT sector is growing, uh, all the digital industries are growing, growing. When you look at the ICT sector, what is their impact? In the energy consumption it requires a lot of computing power yes um, so first of all digital europe is aware of our own industry's footprint um, which is already becoming uh, becoming greener and more efficient in our manifesto for a stronger digital europe we have set environmental key performance indicators the same approach was adopted by the european commission uh, in the digital decade targets Um, Digital Europe KPI include uh, having 15% of all material used in the economy recovered and reused by 2025. Um, And people might not be aware, but despite uh, unexpected demand uh, increase for data center services, which is expected to grow in the coming years by 60%, the energy demand is not expected to rise. It's very interesting. Um, this is these are the things that you you're doing for the industry, for the sector. Well, how does Digital Europe support consumers in making decisions for more sustainable choices? 
Yes, uh, consumers are, of course, uh, a fundamental part uh, of uh, this process of greening the economy. Um, and Digital Europe members empower consumers in many different ways. And uh, um, this is also connected to supporting uh, proper end-of-life treatment for electric and electronic equipment. Um, so, a few examples. We provide transparent information on the sustainability credentials of our product and services. We facilitate access to repair. Um, we provide extended product guarantees uh, and we give access to the refurbishing of products. This is part of Digital Europe uh, um, members' everyday business practice. Uh, we can mention the millions of repairs that our members perform annually via um, basically um, mechanisms that include reverse logistics and take-back schemes. There are of course many benefits, uh, not just for the consumers, but also for the environment and for the economy at large. Um, these benefits uh, include uh, reducing, of course, the environmental footprint, but also creating jobs and ensuring consumer satisfaction. Um, concerning jobs, uh, um, an interesting number is the fact that the electronic electrical equipment um, is able to generate uh, 60 and 104 between 60 and 140 um, uh, jobs each 1,000 tons in the reuse sector. Um, of course, uh, Digital Euro members are very proud of uh, our actions uh, to support consumers, and we are also very proud uh, having co-founded the Information for Recyclers platform together with Appia and the We Forum. The platform is uh, um, a tool that provides recycling facilities and reuse uh, operators with access to recycling information on waste electrical and electronic equipment. And uh, data show that almost 700 active viewers, users benefit from it. Well, we can also at this point mention the, uh, the fact that the many arguments that uh, uh, focus on uh, short-lived electronics and early obsolescence uh, sometimes ignore the reality of the flourishing second-hand market for electronic devices. Digital Your members uh, actively support the market for used IT equipment and it is so important to acknowledge that there is significant value and use for electronic devices in second-hand markets. This is supported by data. Um, Deloitte conservatively predicted in 2016 that there was $17 billion market for used smartphones. Wow, that's huge. And um, some of the companies, not to mention name, they rebuy your phones from you and they yes. resell it. When you, when you look at the bigger picture, um, what are some key elements that make a difference in greening the digital economy? In very simple words, uh, harmonization is key, um, and I will give some examples. Um, there is a huge need for a harmonized global standard for carbon measurement, accounting and reporting to really uh, untap the digital technology's potential to support innovation. Secondly, harmonized consumer sorting instructions are key to boost the recycling rates across the European Union. Uh, which, of course, uh, promote circular economy. 
um, it is important to avoid the proliferation of different sorting logos which are uh, often the result of non-harmonized national labeling schemes and initiative in European member states. Moreover, the so-called extended producer responsibility schemes, uh, which are basically the criteria uh, used to differentiate the financial contribution paid by, paid by producers, should also be harmonized across the European Union to provide consistent incentives to manufacturers and make sure that we can really benefit from the single market. Finally, harmonizing labeling instruction is uh, uh, extremely important. To date, we know about 455 eco-labels in 199 countries, which is a lot. Well, and are these interconnected or...? Well, they span across uh, different, uh, around 20-25 industry sectors. Wow, that's huge. Yes. Um, great. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything you would like to add or share? Um, I think uh, I'm very happy to have this interview with you. It's always a pleasure to, to talk about uh, my work and uh, sustainability, which is a very uh, global topic. And a necessary topic. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Science, former RISE, the research centre of excellence in Cyprus, focusing on interactive media, smart systems and emerging technologies. For more information, please check our website on science.org.cy.